Hey teachers, welcome to episode 14 of the Upper Elementary Simplified podcast. Today, we are continuing our four-part series about the MATH acronym for Elementary Math Workshop. As a quick reminder, throughout the month of July, I will be focusing on math topics on Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays, I will be discussing mostly literacy topics. In episode 12, I discussed the first letter of the MATH acronym, M, which stands for Math Fact Practice. Today, we are going to be talking about the second letter, A. So, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Upper Elementary Simplified, the podcast where busy and overwhelmed teachers find thoughtful ideas to get students engaged in meaningful learning experiences. Hi, I'm Dana Rodebush, former fifth grade classroom teacher and founder of Teacher Tech Studio. I'm here to share practical tips and strategies that will help you grow as an educator. If you are a tired upper elementary teacher searching for ways to cut down your planning time while boosting student engagement, you are in the right spot. Are you ready? Let's simplify. Are you already thinking about the new students you will be meeting and how you can commit your best self to them? Of course you are. You're a teacher. If you are listening in real time before Saturday, July 15th, 2023, then you still have time to participate in the summer challenge for a chance to win a $25 gift card to a retailer of your choice. Head to UpperElementarySimplified.com forward slash summer challenge to find the details. Yay! Independent practice, seat work. You do practice. These are all terms we use in education to refer to the time that students spend working alone at their desk or in a comfy spot around the classroom, practicing with a previously taught skill independently. In the math workshop model using the MATH acronym, the A stands for at your seat. Some teachers may choose to take this phrase literally and require students to remain at their own desk area during this rotation time, which may be a good idea and is dependent upon different groups of students. I think we have probably all had those certain groups of students who had trouble handling the level of freedom that other groups could manage with no problem. I know I have had to vary this procedure from year to year, depending on the group dynamic. But regardless of if you decide to require students to remain at their desk area for this station, or if you allow them to work somewhere around the classroom, the focus for this part of math workshop should be on the independent aspect. This is really the only part of math workshop that I would recommend that you always keep as independent practice time. Students really need that independent time to keep themselves accountable for learning and for practicing the math skills. Otherwise, they may come to rely on partners or small groups of other students to reach their solutions, or they could even fall into a pattern of using other students' work as their own. Summer is the perfect time to get some professional development hours completed. If you are listening to this in real time, I would love for you to join myself and several other math educators at this year's Cheerful Math Conference. 
This is a virtual upper elementary math conference loaded with video presentations, free gifts, and a chance for you to grow professionally in your pajamas. Find the link to the event in the show notes for today's episode or at upperelementarysimplified.com forward slash math conference. I hope to see you there. So what should students be working on independently during the at-your-seat rotation? I am going to give you six ideas for activities you can include in your independent workstation during math workshop. This is definitely not an exhaustive list, but really just a few suggestions to get you thinking. Number one is more math fact practice. If you missed episode 12, I talked all about the math fact practice station and gave several ideas to use for that station. So if you haven't already listened to that, go check it out after you finish listening to this episode, or you can check out the links to the activities that I listed in the show notes for that episode at lipperelementarysimplified.com forward slash episode 12. If you've been around me for very long, then you know that I am very passionate about multiplication fact fluency. So any chance that I get to bring up the topic of building basic math fact fluency, I take it. A great way to use the independent or at your seat workstation is to allow students to have more practice with their math facts. But again, I recommend that this time stay independent so you will want to choose math fact practice activities that lend themselves to working solo. The second activity that you can use for your at your seat workstation is any type of worksheet, workbook page, or work page packet. I know the term worksheet has gotten kind of a bad rap over the years, but there really are some engaging and valuable activities out there that you can find for your students to use as independent practice. My math center activities in my full math curriculum come with a recording booklet that prints double-sided on a single page, and the full inside page is an independent practice activity. Typically, the practice sheet includes five or six questions, either open response, multiple choice, or fill in the blank, and it's great because it's all right there on one page. I will talk about that a little bit more in episode 18 when I discuss math centers, but I do actually have a sample of one of my math center sets that I'm going to link in the show notes. You can also find that link at upperelementarysimplified.com forward slash episode 14. As part of my independent station when I was in the classroom, I used to print math packets for the students to work on throughout the week and then turn in on Fridays. It would really just be made up of either work pages I had from past curriculum programs, printouts of free math activities, or practice pages I had found on Teachers Pay Teachers. Then I would print them all front to back and staple them together to create a packet of independent work activities. The third idea I'm going to give you is math computer games. Now, obviously, this one is a little bit harder to manage, especially when you are unable to be roaming the room, monitoring screen time if you're with a small group of kids at a table. But if you have a program like GoGuardian, this works just fine. 
In case you weren't familiar with GoGuardian, this is a program that you can get on your computer where you can actually see exactly what your students are doing on their computers. You can see what tabs they have open, what they are looking at, or what they are working on in real time. You can even open up tabs and close tabs on their screen right from your computer. If you haven't ever used GoGuardian, it is amazing. And honestly, it's kind of fun because you can close a student out of a tab. And then when they realize they are caught, they will look over at you and you can be sitting there with your teacher face all ready for them. Keep in mind, I taught fifth grade, so I did like to joke around with them a little bit. But anyways, if it is feasible for your students in your classroom to allow them to work independently on computer games and programs, there are some great ones out there. I loved IXL when I was in the classroom. IXL has a diagnostic assessment that you can assign, and then it is adaptive, meaning that it starts where a student scores and then moves them to different lessons based on the performance within the activities. There are also several digital activities that you can find on Teachers Pay Teachers that are really engaging for your students. Sometime in my future, I am going to turn my activities into digital games. It just hasn't happened yet. I will drop the link to my digital activity waitlist in the show notes in case you're interested in being notified when I do finally get around to making my activities digital. If you are listening from the future, who knows, they may already be digital and you could be notified right after you sign up for the waitlist. Number four on my list of suggested independent workstation activities is a math craft or some other type of creative assignment. Depending on the standard or the skill that your students are practicing with, this one may not be suitable, but you can do a search on TPT for math crafts and see what pops up. In the past, I have had my students create flipbooks about a math concept and complete interactive notebook pages. You could also have them complete a color by code activity or some type of puzzle or challenge, or even have them write a story around a math skill. For example, if your target skill for the week is multiplication of whole numbers, Give them a prompt to write a story or design a picture book about a character who searches for ways to use multiplication throughout normal day-to-day activities. Or allow them to run with it and make it into a fantasy story, just being sure that they stick with the multiplication storyline. Next on the list is number five, and that is a math mystery. These are so much fun for students, and there are so many of them on TPT that you can find one for pretty much any math skill you're looking for. I wouldn't suggest assigning a math mystery every week for every skill, but only occasionally incorporating these activities into your independent workstation because students may start to become bored of them. Some of them can be really challenging, and I know my students would sometimes get frustrated by challenges like this, so I liked to bring these out on occasion. You could also consider using logic puzzles or other types of challenge puzzles during this station. Number six, and the last idea on my list today, is a math escape activity. 
This kind of falls in line with a math mystery challenge, but rather than trying to solve a mystery with an escape activity, students are solving clues to get to an end result. There are so many pre-made escape activities for any math skill that you could possibly dream of, but what if you could use a template and add in your own content to create the escape? This way, you get to decide on the rigor of the questions and set your expectations for your students based on what you know you have taught them. Sometimes pre-made escape activities don't quite have the types of questions that you may be looking for. I'm going to link some editable escape activity templates in the show notes for you to take a look at and consider using for your independent workstation this upcoming school year. And since you are a listener of the podcast, I want to give you a special deal on these escape activity templates. If you use the coupon code PODCAST30 at checkout, you can save 30% off the regular price. And that is the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and the number 3-0. And that link is going to be in the show notes. So a quick recap of the list of ideas that I talked about today for your at your seat or independent math workstation. Number one was to use this station as a time for your students to practice more with basic multiplication math facts. Number two was any type of worksheet, workbook page, work packet, or independent practice sheet. Number three was to assign students practice on computer programs like IXL. Number four was a math craft or other type of creative assignment. Number five was a math mystery or puzzle. And number six was a math escape activity, either pre-designed or a template that you add your own questions to. I hope you have gotten some fresh ideas to be thinking about as you are planning your math instruction. Next week, I will be talking about the T in M-A-T-H, so be sure to tune into that next Tuesday. Remember to check out the links to all of the resources I mentioned in today's episode in the show notes or at upperelementarysimplified.com forward slash episode 14. And tune in this Thursday as we discuss teaching vocabulary in context. I hope to see you Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Upper Elementary Simplified. I hope you are able to take away something useful that will help you grow as a teacher. I do have a quick favor to ask before you go. If you are enjoying the podcast, please let me know by leaving me a review. It really does make a difference because reviews impact search results, which helps me to expand my reach to other educators. Plus, I love to read my listeners' comments. Until next time. Keep life simple.